Dakota. Shifts out, direct snap. Henry running on the right side. Henry five. Henry end zone. Touchdown, Titans. Hand off. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Touchdown, Elliott. Barkley takes play action fake. Looks into the end zone. Fire short. He's got a man open. And it is Dawkins. Touchdown, Buffalo. Deion Dawkins. Touchdown. Who are these guys? Who are these guys? Still loose on the field. Jamie Collins got it. And with a minute 19 left to go, the Browns are going to be a winner. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Oh, so did I, Baker Mayfield. So did I. Welcome to NFL Week 11. Here on TSN 4 Downs, I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at AndyMC81, the show at TSN 4 Downs, Instagram as well at AndyMC Sports. We're delivered by Domino's Boys, a perfect football food or what, folks, huh? Get a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. Get a little bit of a sweet tooth after two. Go get some irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Pair those up, side dishes, all sorts of deals. Go to dominoes.ca, check it all out. Great show for you today. We have six teams on by. There's so much to talk about storyline-wise. Going to get some fantasy football tips from my guy Julian Edlow from DraftKings. Some stardom sit-ems. He's one of their great fantasy football analysts. And also, one of my favorite dudes on the planet, inside or outside of sports, from Sky Sports, NFL in the UK. One of their terrific analysts, as well as the BC Lions special teams coordinator, friend of show, the coach, Jeff Reinbold, joins us in about a half hour. We're going to have hashtag Ask Andy, where I'll answer your fantasy football questions. You can get those in now on Twitter, at AndyMC81, and use that hashtag Ask Andy. We'll have our big three locks of the week and my sleeper picks also. But folks, as I said, there's a ton to get to, so let's get to the news and notes. First down. Now, after giving up a first-half lead, being shut down over the last two quarters, the Packers dropped the Thursday nighter to Seattle. Teams that fall to 4-5 and five have only a 14% chance of making the playoffs. So, Stephen A. Smith, are the Packers done? I think they are. Um, I personally think that their defense, obviously they've been ravaged with some injuries, but ultimately it was suspect to begin with. Um, offensively, uh, they're not giving the ball to their running backs nearly as much as they should, particularly against teams that have proven you can run on them. They're relying on the heroism and the heroics of Aaron Rodgers, uh, who obviously can come through because he's a bad man, but at the same time, he has not been flawless. Um, and I think the combination of that with the way Minnesota and Chicago has looked thus far, this season, I think the inevitable has arrived. Green Bay Packers are decent, uh, but they're not good enough from an organizational standpoint. They're not on the same page with Mike McCarthy, because clearly they're looking to move in a different direction, and I think the handwriting is on the wall. Reports are circulating that this could be the end for Mike McCarthy, and I think it needs to be the end for Mike McCarthy. It's not. I'm not questioning his football acumen by any stretch of the imagination. What I'm saying is most coaches you look at, if you have a quarterback as great as Aaron Rodgers, you would have figured it out. And I'm not talking about figuring it out as it pertains to getting to the playoffs. I'm talking about figuring it out where legitimately each and every single year we look at you as a championship contender. I've had those questions about Sean Payton in the past, but you see the way that they've come on strong in New Orleans over the last couple of years. I've had these questions about Mike McCarthy. He hasn't answered the call. Bill Belichick is the standard, obviously, because in having somebody like Tom Brady, he's consistently in the picture because they consistently answer the call because he knows he has somebody who can do it consistently. If Mike McCarthy can't do that in Green Bay, what are you going to say? 
Aaron Rodgers is not good enough. What individual on the planet Earth that watches football would ever come to a summation like that? Nobody. I don't often agree with Stephen A. Smith, but he's bang on there. He's bang on. That takes us to coaches on the hot seat in second down. Second down. Now, the Browns are the first team to make a coaching change during the season, firing Hugh Jackson. Several coaches may not be fired during the season, but will afterwards. Damian Woody on ESPN's first take, take thinks that the Jets' Todd Bowles is at the top of that list. The crazy thing is, it seems like no one even put up a fight. No one. Now, if you claim to be, if Todd Bowles is your guy, if you're my guy, I'm going to fight for you. I'm not going to put you, I'm not going to allow somebody or something to put you on front street and make you look bad. And these guys talk about Todd Bowles like that's their, that's their man. And you go out there and get embarrassed, embarrassed by the Buffalo Bills. Defensively. A team that hadn't even had a lead in a month. In a whole month, the Buffalo Bills haven't had a lead, and they're beating you 31-3 to at the half. I actually feel bad for Tom Bowles. I do. I think he's a dead man walking right now. I think they're going to get rid of him. And I hate talking about job security like that. Right. I really do. So do I. But I put more on this on the players. Yeah, uh, and what he's referring to, in case you missed it, the Buffalo Bills shocking 41 to 10 beatdown of the Jets. Is there a weirder team than Buffalo this year? Right? Like the upset, the upset of upset, the biggest upset in Vegas in like 20 years when they beat the Vikings earlier. Not that the Jets are in that caliber, but 41 to 10. You had Matt Barkley get off his couch. His couch and throw for over 230 yards and two touchdowns. And by the way, Nate Peterman, bye-bye, baby. He's gone. I'm so excited. I was so happy they cut Nate Peterman. Thank the good Lord. And the GoFundMe page by Bill's Mafia, we can refund all that all that money. I don't think we need to worry about that anymore. He gone. But, yeah, Todd Bowles, you got to go. And I think it's the right time for him to go because you have Sam Darnold in and it's the rookie year. Get a more offensive-minded guy. Bowles is a defensive guy, and that's even more shocking that they got blown out that way. Looks like the team's quit on him. You get some offensive-minded guy in to help Sam Darnold. But the top of my list is Mike McCarthy with the Green Bay Packers, right at the top. Reason being, you have Aaron Rodgers. You have no excuse, man. There's no excuse. And I've maintained for years Mike McCarthy is not that good of a head coach. People throwing bouquets at him. For what? Having Brett Favre and then into Aaron Rodgers being a horrible time in-game time manager? And that decision to punt? Mike McCarthy's not a good coach. You have a finite amount of time left where Aaron Rodgers is going to be at the peak. He's been getting injured every year now. right? The window is closing rapidly. you got to get rid of him. you got to get a fresh voice in there. Another guy who's going to be on his way out, I feel, John Harbaugh. And the timing there lines up with Ozzie Newsom retiring as longtime GM. Ravens look like they're probably going to miss the playoffs for another year. And, yeah, you got the Super Bowl, but after 11 seasons, probably time to go. So Harbaugh's next there for me. And then Jason Garrett on the Cowboys, he's always kind of, he always kind of makes the list. But I don't know. He should have been fired probably, what, three times already? <laughs> he keeps sticking around. Who knows what Jerry Jones is going to do? And the other guy who's really on the hot seat, I feel, Vance Joseph. 
with the Broncos. And that old Broncos situation is a mess because of the power struggle of ownership, the, the late owner's kids kind of fighting over power. But that could be a spot that John Harbaugh could look to because Gary Kubiak's there, who was his last successful offensive coordinator. So keep an eye on that. All right, let's move on. Third down. All right, TSN NFL analyst Jesse Palmer he was talking earlier in the week about the NFL MVP race and how that it's wide open and begins by acknowledging that, hey, you know what? Drew Brees is incredible. 21 touchdowns, just one interception this season has definitely put him in the conversation. I think the MVP race right now is totally more wide open. At the start of the year, we were saying, is it Gurley? Is it Mahomes? Well, now you got to put Drew Brees into that mix. Probably playing the best football of his 18-year career. That's saying something. He has such a masterful understanding of Sean Payton, his offensive play caller and head coach, and what they're trying to accomplish on offense. You just watch Drew Brees every week. The accuracy, the decision-making. He's getting the football out of his hands. He's finding Michael Thomas all over the field. With Drew Brees playing this way this offense right now simply looks unstoppable they put up 45 points against the la rams at home and then put up 51 against the cincinnati Bengals and get their defensive coordinator fired 22 touchdown passes one pick the efficiency right now for drew Brees is just off the charts and absolutely he needs to be considered a, at minimum a co-front runner for the mvp right now yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, tracking all this. And he plays the Saints or plays the Eagles this week. And of course, hey, the other one you mentioned Pat Mahomes, Chiefs, Rams, Monday Nighter. Oh, I can't wait for that. I can absolutely not wait for that. I wish it was still being played in Mexico City, though, because the elevation is higher than Denver with the thin air. Like Pat Mahomes probably could have thrown that ball back into America. How thin that air is up there. That's going to be a ton of fun. But let's get on and punt to the poll question here, and you can. Have your say. You can vote at TSN4Downs on Twitter at AndyMC81. Here's the question. Which bubble team right now do you feel is most likely to make the playoffs? At AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs on Twitter. You can vote. Is it the Seahawks at 5-5, five and five, the Falcons at 4-5, and five, the Bengals at 5-4, and four, or the Titans at 5-4? and four? We have on Twitter at Kendall. Josh says other. He's going with the Colts. And that, the way Andrew Luck's playing, that might not be that crazy. Let's swing around behind the glass here and get our people's votes here. Arad, our technical producer, how are you voting on this poll, man? Which bubble team right now do you feel is most likely to make the playoffs? I'm going to go with Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Ooh. Titans. The second wild card in the AFC is basically wide open. Yeah, It's them, it's Bengals, it's Ravens, it's the Colts. And I feel like they have the defense, the running game, and the quarterback position. They're putting it together. Yeah, they're the only team that has all of them all figured out. Their special teams are actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a Patriots fan, can't go wrong with Mike Rabel. Can't go wrong with Mike No, hey, he proved it. And how that team has improved for the first chunk of the season, Mariota had like five total touchdowns. The offense was nothing. Last three weeks, come alive. Something has clicked. Producer Sean Lavery. Shawnee, how are you voting? I'm on the same page with Rad here. And I don't know if you guys saw it last week, but after the Patriots lost to the Titans, mm -hmm. um, normally Bill Belichick has no emotion, doesn't care about anything, just walks to the other side, shakes hands, and then walks away. But he had some like serious emotion with Mike Vrabel and, and gave him a big hug and everything. And obviously, like Vrabel being a former Patriot, they, they have a relationship. But yep. Belichick, is, I think he's really proud of what Vrabel's been doing as a coach. And... As Arad said, the Titans are doing well. Plus, their schedule isn't that bad. They have Colts, Texans, Jets, Jaguars, 
uh, the Giants, the Redskins, hmm. and then the Colts again. Like, there's no you can stay in the conversation team there. So I'm, I'm I'm with the Titans as well. No, and that battle I think between the Titans and the Colts and heck, the Texans haven't run away with it. They're six and three. Like that whole division outside of Jacksonville is wide open. My vote's going to the Seattle Seahawks, and it reminded me Thursday how that team with Russell Wilson is never fully out of the conversation. And where it looked like the NFC South was going to wrap up both wildcard spots again, with the Atlanta Falcons losing to my Browns, not so. Like, you can look at that spot and say, okay, well, the Panthers will get one. And outside of that, okay, the Vikings are hanging around 5-3, and three, but Seattle's 5-5, five and five, Chicago's 6-3. and three. Are they going to be able to hang in there? Like, if Seattle can take care of their business, that's a team that, you know, they have the experience and the defense is good, not great, but everything seems to be meshing a little bit there. So with a couple of breaks, I think the Seattle Seahawks might be that club. You can vote at TSN4Downs on Twitter at AndyMC81 and have your say. Which bubble team? And if you disagree, like uh, our, uh, was it Kendall Josh or whatever voted, you can vote somewhere else too. Which bubble team right now do you feel is most likely to make the playoffs? And make sure you tweet me your fantasy football questions using hashtag AskAndy at AndyMC81. We will step aside. After the break, some fantasy football talk with DraftKings fantasy football analyst Julian Edlow. That is next here on TSN4Downs. Welcome back, TSN Four Downs NFL Week Eleven Edition, right here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. The show at TSN Four Downs Instagram too at AndyMC Sports. Let's get into some fantasy football talk, folks. From DraftKings, my buddy Julian Edlow. Julian, how's it going, man? I'm doing well, Andy. How about you? Doing well. You know what? Because sometimes we run out of time for, for Twitter fantasy questions, so let's just let's get those out of the way first, and then we'll move on to some stardoms and sit-ums uh, as we go. Right off the bat, let's get to it. Right off the bat, babe. We take care of our people here, and people can uh, tweet their fantasy questions to you as well, at Julian Edlow. Here's one from team name Full-On Chubba Wubba. Okay, I like that. Uh, I'm in a half-point PPR for my RB2. I need to start either the Lions' Theo Riddick versus Carolina or the Raiders' Jalen Richard against Arizona. Yeah, uh, this one I think you have to go with Theo Riddick. If you just look at the two directions, these offenses are going in. But the Lions are Kenny Galladay. What do they really have in the passing game right now? So I think Riddick is going to see the field a lot. You might not even get a carry, but he's going to see the field a ton as a receiver. Whereas you look at that Oakland offense, yes, they have injuries, so they're going to need help at receiver, but I just don't trust that they're going to be able to do anything. Whereas we've seen Riddick kind of be a, a trustworthy receiver there in Detroit before. Yeah, he's kind of jumped out, and you have that compliment with him and carry on Johnson. So uh, I'm with you there. Now, this uh, other question from team name, it's fourth and six with six spell S-Y-X-X. says, standard league, need one of these for my flex. The Rams, Josh Reynolds, or Washington's Maurice Harris, or the Bucks, Adam Humphreys? Yeah, it's a pretty good question. These are kind of like the three hot names in terms of like deeper wide receiver sleepers right now. Um and for me, I mean, I like Humphreys. He's shown that upside, although the, the Bucks offense really, really stalled last week. I think that I would go with Josh Reynolds here just because we've got that Cooper Cup injury to take advantage of. And then look at the game. We're at 
whatever the projected total is right now, I think it's 63 points yeah. still in that Monday night game between the Rams and Chiefs. So if if Josh Reynolds is going to be that third receiver for the Rams, if, if these two teams are going to be swinging the ball around that much, I, I think you've got to just stick with that game and hope for the best between these three guys. Yeah, and it's all about, we always talk about it, Julian, right? It's it's always about opportunity. Who's going to get the most opportunity? Exactly. And with Josh Reynolds, the time he got in, like this isn't just throwing up a prayer here. The time he got in in PPR formats, he got, I believe it was 19 fantasy points when he filled in for Cooper Cup. So this is a guy, pass-heavy offense, they don't really use the tight ends that much, that Josh Reynolds could slide right in and, and make an impact. And um, I, I like that pick. I think that's, that's something there. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you expect him to, to become Cooper Cup right away. Like, Robert Woods right. is probably going to take a lot of those slot snaps, which can tend to be more productive. But he's going to be in there. He's going to play in the slot some. He's going to be on the outside. As long as he's out there with that type of offense, he's going to have value. In conversation with Julian Edlow from DraftKings. Now, speaking of DraftKings, in the, the DFS formats here, Julian, now we got six teams on by. Uh, you got the stacked Monday nighter, of course. But if you're playing just the Sunday slate, can you give me a couple of stardom sims or value guys that you like this week for the daily formats in DraftKings? Yeah, it's an interesting slate, like you said, with, you know, you've got Goff and Mahomes with those two offenses, Gurley and Hunt on Monday night. Brady and the Patriots are on bye. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers already went on Thursday night. The Seahawks have been providing some value. So there's a lot taken off the board on this slate. Um, one of the guys that, I mean, we just talked about Theo Riddick, and, and I really like him a lot, but I think Kenny Galladay at 5,800 going against the Carolina Panthers. Theo Riddick could have a great game. He might have more receptions than Kenny Galladay, but Galladay is the only guy that is, going to even be an option for Stafford to go deep to there. Um, the, the Panthers are favored in that game, so Detroit very easily could be playing from behind at mm-hmm. home. I just think it's a spot. Kenny Galladay got 13 targets last week with Marvin Jones going out in the third quarter, I think it was, that he went down with that knee injury. So if, if Galladay is going to be getting a full a full game of those type of targets, we could see uh, 15 targets in this game. So he, he's got to make something happen with those. Yeah, I really like. I've liked Kenny Galladay all season. I think he's uh, still kind of a, a little bit still flying under the radar for for most people there. He now, had such a rough cold stretch. I know it really turned people off of him, but the it, the potential is there. Now, when we can look at this from a le- a season long league perspective as well as a DraftKings daily perspective, Philip Rivers has been disappointing. Lately, Julian, right? Like, we have him, you expect him, kind of how he started the year, you know, 29-plus points, and then 22, 20, and then, but the last couple weeks, he's been in the teens, he was 20 before the bye, 20 fantasy points against Tennessee, and now you face Denver, who, you know, their defense isn't at the Super Bowl level, but I've lost a lot of confidence in Phillip Rivers. Where are you at with him? Yeah, it's kind of a weird spot, because Rivers has always been this up-and-down guy, I feel like. And when you look at his game log, he's actually kind of consistent. Yeah. Like he's thrown two touchdowns in every game this season. And uh, in other games, he's given you three. So, like, the floor is safe. You don't have to really worry about Phillip Rivers being one of those busts that gets you, like, eight or nine points and ruins your cash lineup or something like that. So, I trust him to, to be solid, but the ceiling has definitely been – limited i think is the the best way to say it uh, i think i mean an interesting thing i, I don't mind playing philip rivers this week i think there's probably probably better value at quarterback but 
when I saw that Denver defense at two thousand dollars, they're the as cheap as it gets on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I don't think the Chargers are that dangerous of a, you know, Rams, Kansas City type of offense that you need to take a defense that has a lot of talent on it and price it all the way down to the minimum. I get that they're on the road, but the Chargers might have the worst home field in the NFL. So <laughs> yeah, it's not much of an I advantage. That the, well, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of neutral on, on Phillip Rivers to be kind of boring answering the question, but the thing that came out of it for me is I don't think we need to be afraid of playing that bare minimum-priced Broncos defense this week on draft games. I like that a lot, yeah, as, as far as putting it up, because if he's if, if Phillip Rivers is putting up to, in the teens fantasy-wise – Likely, unless Mar- uh, Melvin Gordon explodes, you're going to have it probably an okay day. So, uh, like, l- let's say and for Melvin the- Gordon catches so many passes anyway, yeah. like he can catch a couple of touchdowns from Rivers. Exactly. So I- I'm with you on the Denver defense. What about compared to someone like a Ryan Fitzpatrick this week against the Giants? Because we now, listen, he got he got shut down. That whole Tampa Bay offense shockingly got shut down last week. But against the Giants, we have a good defense. But we know Fitz Magic can you know he can he can light up the scoreboard. He might throw three picks, but he'll he'll throw five touchdowns. Compare those two, like Fitzpatrick and, and Rivers. Do you like one over the other the other this week? I think I would still stick with Rivers. Um... I don't even I don't have the names in front of me of who called the plays in Tampa, but they they switched who was calling the plays on offense last week, and uh, things had really been that didn't work obviously <laughs> cooking for them, and uh, the problems were obviously on defense. So I don't know why they decided to change the offense, and it it resulted in you know what are they I think they scored three points against three. Washington. Yeah, Fitzpatrick still managed he, like he saved his fantasy day. He threw two interceptions, lost a fumble, and still scored 19.74 DraftKings points thanks to stopping the 400-yard mark. Uh, so he got that, those yards like completely salvaged his day. But I don't. Giant uh, defense is not very good, so they can easily go off. I just don't necessarily trust Tampa's offense right now. Yeah, uh, Julian, great stuff as always, buddy. Thank you so much. People can find your work, uh, of course, you tweet it out, but also DK Playbook and on uh, the sweat and all over the place on DraftKings.com, right? Yep, all over the place. Just uh, if you're following DraftKings, if you're following me on Twitter, if you're following the DK Playbook, you will find it. And the DK Live app, of course. Yes, news. absolutely. Good stuff, buddy. Thank you. All right, thanks, Andy. Take care. All right, you too. Julian Edlow on Twitter, at Julian Edlow. We're going to step aside, come back, and swing around all the top storylines in the National Football League with the coach, Jeff Reinbold, Sky Sports NFL analyst, BC Lions special teams coordinator. This guy just knows football. Can't wait to chat with the coach next on TSN 4 Downs. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Get us on Twitter at AndyMCD1. The show at TSN 4 Downs. Instagram, too, at AndyMCSports. If you miss any of the show, you can get us on iTunes, on the TSN 1050.ca show page tab. You can scroll there, and, of course, we'll tweet it all out. Uh, on Twitter, and, and guys, we're delivered by Domino's. Perfect weekend. There's so much football going on. There's CFL, there's NFL. Go get yourself some Domino's. Large four-topping pizza for just twelve ninety-nine. Any four toppings you want for just twelve ninety-nine. Get some side dishes like the pasta, the boneless chicken, all great stuff 
That's dominoes.ca, dominoes.ca. You can also vote on our Twitter question at AndyMC81 and at TSN. Uh, four downs of which bubble team is most likely to make the playoffs? Which bubble team is most likely to make the playoffs at this point in the season? Is it the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Bengals, or the Titans? At TSN Four Downs, you can vote there. Uh, I like this. At Canadian Browns, says the Browns are most likely. That's a, that's a stretch even for me. Okay, at three, six, and one, I, I would I would uh, probably weep openly. If that was the case, but at Canadian Browns, I like it. I like it. But the Seahawks leading the way uh, at 38%, Titans second at 30%, Falcons 17%, and 15% for the Bengals. Trying to get a hold of Jeff Reinbold, the coach from Sky Sports NFL. In the meantime, I want to go through some of these games this week. And usually we reserve it for the big three, and we'll, we'll make our official big three out of these. But this week's games, there's a lot of what I would consider pickums. Okay? It's a lot of pick, like Cowboys, Falcons, that's really close. Panthers, Lions, Titans, Colts, those are really close games as well. And we'll get to those big three a little bit later on. But let's welcome in right now my guy from Sky Sports NFL, one of their terrific analysts, the special teams coordinator for the BC Lions. It is Jeff Reinbold. Jeff, are you feeling dangerous this morning, brother? Yeah. <laughs> You gotta love that guy, don't you? I mean, oh man! If there was a guy made for Cleveland, it is Baker Mayfield. He has got so much swag. He's dripping as the players say he's dripping. <laughs> and you know what, Jeff? I think it might have been like a part plan marketing ploy because coincidentally, uh, two days later from his official uh, 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 apparel provider, there were feeling dangerous shirts out. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. He's a marketing genius too. Well, I tell you what, the kid is really clever, and not only clever with the ball in his hands and on the field, he's he understands, you know, the whole deal, and, and yeah. um, you know, I give him a lot of credit. I, it's not, I mean, Andy. It is so incredibly difficult to be a rookie quarterback in pro football and to be in the National Football League and all the expectations that come with the first round draft choice and all of it. And he's really, really handled himself well. Yeah. Uh, now, Jeff, I wanted to get your take because you've coached everywhere. You've got college ball, CF, all over the place, and mm-hmm. with. The Steelers and Le'Veon Bell, because no one's going to begrudge a guy for trying to get, get, get his, get his cash, because if a team can save a buck, they'll drop you in a heartbeat. But for Le'Veon Bell, the way this progressed to the season, the way his teammates spoke out against him and then raided his locker on video, what do you make of that whole situation with Le'Veon Bell and how he handled it with the Steelers? Well, I think, I think you know everybody's got to make their own decision about how they're going to handle their money and handle their business. It is a business, bottom line, and I think that the players – you know, understand that, that you've got to get what you can get. Now, he walked away from $14 million. Yeah. His only hope, Andy, is that he can get a big guaranteed deal in this offseason. See, I think what really precipitated this, and everybody talks about, you know, him watching, you know, every the other guys get hurt and all that other. I take it all the way back to Kirk Cousins because when Cousins got that big guaranteed deal, which really was you know, that's, that was a page-turner in the National Football League because they don't give guaranteed money. But when the Vikings stepped up and gave Cousins guaranteed money, everybody, and that's the way it works, They're all gonna, everybody else in the pay line is going to say, well, what about me? And, you know, you look at what Bell's done, and certainly he, he deserves to be paid as one of the top backs in the league and, and uh, if not one of the top players in the league. And he wanted uh, his, his, his hope to get it back now has to come through a guaranteed contract yeah. by somebody. But... Think about it now, Andy. You're looking at a back who's 
older by back standards. He's got and he's had an injury history. He's had you know a weed his, history off mm-hmm. the field stuff that's got him suspended a couple times. You want to give guaranteed money. You want to give guaranteed money to guys that are going to be available, and that's a question mark, you know, in Le'Veon's case. Yeah, and especially when you have a guy like James Conner, a later-round draft pick who, who came in, and you find value, like let's say Nick Chubb with the Browns, second-round pick, blowing up the right. league. Like Running back's a position that if you have the right offensive system, if you have the right offensive line, I'm not saying you can just put anybody back there, but you can find value later than paying big money. So I think that's a huge risk for him, isn't it? Yeah, it is, because you look at it, you know, another guy that comes to mind is Kareem Hunt. You know, there's another mm-hmm. kid that was... Yeah. He had to have an injury to get an opportunity, and then he's never looked back. But I think he was a third or a fifth pick, and so fifth round pick. So, you know, that, that's one of the dangers of the whole deal. Now, who won in this deal? In my opinion, the Steelers won yeah. because yeah. first of all, they they held firm on a company line, which is we don't give out big money. I mean, you, they've let a lot of really good players walk because they just wouldn't pay them what you know they felt the market value was, and so that's kind of been their policy. They stuck to their policy. They won. Connor steps up and is playing, you know, statistically uh, very, very close to what Le'Veon Bell, Bell was playing. So, you know, if you look at anybody that won in this deal, it's the Steelers. And I think, too, I think too, Andy, the thing that people don't really get is these kinds of things can galvanize a locker room. You know, yeah. you heard Bill in a wave come out and say, you know, I'm not thinking about Le'Veon Bell, I'm thinking about the guy I'm going to have to block next week, you know. And the guys recognize that, hey, if he doesn't want to be here, then, you know, let him stay out. But we're going to win, and we're going to do it without him. And I think that's what's kind of happened in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and that's, that's what they're doing. In conversation with Jeff Reinbold on Twitter, at Jeff underscore Reinbold, you can get him. Sky Sports NFL analyst inside the huddle podcast, and, of course, the BC Lions special teams coordinator. Uh, Jeff, wanted to get your vote on our Twitter poll, at TSN four downs of which bubble team right now do you feel is the most likely to make the playoffs? And I listed the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Bengals, and the Titans. You can go off the board if you like, too. But out of that, that group, who do you think is most likely to actually jump over and, and make the postseason? Wow, I tell you, that's really tough because you look at those teams and you say that there's, there's holes in every single yeah, one of them. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, Seattle obviously is playing way better than anybody anticipated as they're going through a, you know, a roster overhaul and a rebuild to be five and five like they are, I think is a real credit to Pete and his coaches and, and the leadership of Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, the other teams, I think the Titans, I just, if Mariota can get, play a little better, mm-hmm. um, I think they've got a chance because they play good defense. This is a huge game this weekend for them in Indianapolis. If they can go up and do that after beating the Patriots last week, I think they might catch fire. And, you know, again, they're in a division where you can, you know, you got a chance. Um, the Bengals, gosh, you know, early in the year, I thought Andy Dalton was playing about as good a quarterback as I'd seen him play. And I think he's still playing well. But all of a sudden, their defense just went by the wayside. Mm-hmm. I mean, 500 yards two, two weeks in a row, they fire the defensive coordinator. Um, they bring in Hugh Jackson. I mean, it, it just it, that that one's too unstable for my liking. So I think the, I think the Titans are a team that that has the wherewithal if they can stay healthy and if Marcus can continue to throw the ball down the field. I, I thought last week was the first time, Andy, that we've seen him actually push the ball down the field right. a little bit with success. Yeah, he's been developing nicely over the season after a real slow start. Uh, Want to finish this uh, with you, Jeff? 
the Monday Nighter. Oh, Battle of Titans, Chiefs, Rams. Po- real possibility, a Super Bowl preview potentially. Two nine and one teams. Chiefs at the Rams. Rams favored by three and a half. I- I'm finding this one tough to predict, man. Where are you at with it? Well, I think you look at it and you say that it should be an offensive showcase. And, you know, you've got both offenses are dynamic. Both quarterbacks are playing extremely well. Um, you know, they got both got great backs. Both have speed all over the field. I think the Rams took a hit when, when they lost Cooper Cup. I, I think that the Rams probably have a better offensive line. The thing with the Chiefs to me is can they get enough stops on defense? The one thing the Chiefs can do is rush the passer. So success on first down is going to be real important to them. You look on the other side of it, and it's a little bit of a mirrored case. You know, it, the Rams give up an awful lot of yardage on the ground. And that's, that's kind of always been Wade's thing. He'll give you yards on the ground, but you're not going to throw it on him. And, you know, he's going to get after your quarterback. So I think it's going to come down to field position, and they're both great special teams coaches, two of the best in the league, Johnny Fossil for the, you know, for the Rams and, and uh, Dave Tobe for the Chiefs. And, and special teams in big games, field position changes. And they're dyna- you know, they're actually very different. They're coached differently. The Rams are high risk. They'll run fakes. They'll go after punt blocks. They'll do all those kind of things. And the Chiefs, on the other hand, really put a premium on the return game. So it's going to be a great matchup. I think that the Rams will win it because I just don't trust that Kansas City defense enough. Yeah, I'm with you. Are you taking the over 63 and a half? I hope we get a couple 40 burgers popped up there, man. Well, That'd be great. you know what? Any more in the National Football League, <laughs> you look around, you just go. You know, I was thinking about that the other day because um, early in my career, I really had a wonderful experience to be around Buddy Ryan and when he was the head coach of the Eagles. And, you know, if if Buddy was alive today, he would be shaking his head. I could just, I could just see him holding his, holding his pipe, shaking his head, going, "These guys don't know anything about defense," because nobody can play any defense anymore. No. I mean, it's incredible. It's it's crazy. It should, I hope it's, it lives up to the hype because sometimes you get disappointed. But those offenses are prolific. Uh, Jeff, always a pleasure, man. Let's do it again soon. Thank you so much. Anytime you want, Andy. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much for awesome. having me on. Thanks, brother. Talk to you soon. There right. he goes, Jeff. Ryan Bold, the coach, Sky Sports NFL analyst inside the huddle, podcast co-host, BC Lions special teams coordinator. This guy's been around everywhere. Like, how about that little nugget? His time with Buddy Ryan, right in the like, just just a gem. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Ryan Bold, R E I N E B O L D. We'll step aside. Hashtag Ask Andy is up next. Still time. Get some of your fantasy football questions in. At AndyMC81, use that hashtag AskAndy. We'll also get to my sleeper picks of the week as well as our big three locks. Coming up next, TSN, four downs. Yeah, back to wrap up week 11. NFL edition of TSN, four downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. On Twitter at AndyMCD1, the show at TSN Four Downs, Instagram at AndyMCSports. You miss any of the show? If you missed Jeff Reinbold's takes, if you missed Julian Edlow, if you missed any of the show, well, you can get us on iTunes. You can go to the show tab on TSN1050.ca, and of course, on Twitter, we'll blast it out there as well as on Instagram. But it is fantasy football time where I answer your questions. Let's go. It's time for Ask Andy with TSN 4 Downs fantasy analyst Andy McNamara. You can join the conversation on Twitter and get your fantasy football questions answered by tweeting at AndyMC81 using the hashtag 
Ask Andy. All right, let's go to producer Sean Lavery. Shawnee, what's our first hashtag Ask Andy question? So our first hashtag Ask Andy is a two-part. It comes from at MolnarSteven19. The first part is a running back question. So he has David Johnson of the Cardinals as his RB1, okay. but he needs an RB2, and he gives you three options, Adrian Peterson, Latavius Murray, or Doug Martin. Now the second part of the question is a wide receiver question. He wants to know D.D. Westbrook, Chris Godwin, or Sammy Watkins. Yeah, these, these are both tough. Because when you look at the running back situation, you have Latavius Murray who, okay, he's splitting time with uh, Dalvin Cook again, okay? And it's against the Bears' real good run defense. Now, he's been scoring touchdowns, so I might lean a bit towards Murray, but I'm going to pull back this week. Adrian Peterson, uh, so inconsistent. He's been held under 70 yards the past two weeks, and maybe the season's starting to catch up with him and those old man running back legs. Then you have Doug Martin, who I know we don't like the Raiders for most things, but Doug Martin has actually quietly become fantasy relevant again. Like, you look at last week, 15 carries, 61 yards, caught all three of his targets, and he was in double digits there. So when you look at what we might be seeing out of uh, Doug Martin and the case that, well, uh, okay, there's not necessarily that many options for Derek Carter to throw to against Arizona, a team that's given up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs, I'm going to go Doug Martin. So I'll go Martin for the running back one. And then we had, uh, was it Westbrook, uh, Godwin, or Watkins? Now, Watkins is banged up. He took Friday off, whether that was a maintenance day, and he was limited in practice on Thursday. That causes me some concern. Is he going to play? Won't he? He has the extra day. I'm not going to risk it. So I'm taking Watkins off the list there. Um, and so that, that would leave us, if I have to pick two, uh, Westbrook and Godwin. Now, Godwin's also a little banged up, but he was last week as well. He's, kind of, he's battling for targets with Adam Humphreys a bit, but with Ryan Fitzpatrick, outside of that stinker, that three-point dud from a week ago, that offense is still really dynamic. So I think Godwin there. Westbrook I don't love. Actually, one of my sleepers is uh, his uh, teammate, Dante Moncrief. I'd rather go Moncrief. Westbrook's dropped a lot of passes, but out of those three options, Westbrook and, uh, and Godwin. Our second hashtag Ask Andy comes from at Massey85. So he gives you three quarterbacks. You need to pick two of these. Andrew yeah. Luck and the Colts who are home to the Titans. Jared Goff of the Rams and who they welcome the Chiefs. And Drew Brees of the Saints, they are home to the Eagles. I think you're going to be okay with either of these quarterbacks. I lean away from Luck just because that Titans defense has been stifling in a way, right? Kind of quietly so. So I'm going to stay away from Luck. I think Goff is just going to be a shootout. And, and we talked about with Jeff Reinbold, like anyone going to be surprised if we see both teams put up 40 plus so golf for sure. And then breeze and the Eagles Eagles have been floundering uh, and breeze 21 touchdowns to one interception. I, I, I don't think we've talked about that enough folks. Like that is sick. He's having his best statistical year at 39 years old. My goodness. So I'll say golf and breeze. Our final hashtag ask Andy of the week comes from at Stevie real G and he simply wants to know, is anyone on the Ravens a valid fantasy option with their quarterback situation in question? Oh, barf. Uh, I, I would say the only one is Alex Collins, the running back, who I also don't love at all. But the reason I pick Collins is because, okay, look at the quarterback situation. Flacco's hip, he's listed as doubtful. Even if he plays, he could be knocked out at any time. If he doesn't go, you're going to see a combination of Lamar Jackson and RG3. It's been said that if Lamar Jackson does start, RG3 will be mixed in. So I'm not playing any quarterbacks. When you have a guy like Lamar Jackson in there who looks to run first, pass later, well, 
you're taking away a lot of the options. So are you going to go with a Crabtree, a Brown? Uh, like, you you can't really predict it. And RG3, hey, I, I saw him play with the Brown. <laughs> he, he's done. Uh, RG3 is not going to be doing that much either. So then you just have to look at, okay, the running game, if you're looking to keep things simple and not put too much on an injured quarterback or a rookie quarterback, you run the ball. So I'd say Alex Collins is probably the only one that I would actually lean to uh, this week. So that's uh, that's where I would go to. Uh, we couldn't get to all the hashtag Ask Andy questions. You can tweet me, and I will answer the rest on Twitter. I promise, or I'll do my best to, before uh, 1 o'clock kickoff. You can tweet me at AndyMCD1. Use the hashtag AskAndy. So we go to fantasy football to some game picks, baby. The Big Three. Yes. Now let's get an update, Sean. How did we do last week? So last week was a good week. We went two and one. You were correct, Andy. You picked the Browns yeah. as six point underdogs against the Falcons. Woo. They obviously won outright. I was the only incorrect picker of the week. Oh. I had the Dolphins as ten point underdogs to the Packers, and the Packers blew them out of the water by more than ten points. So I was wrong. And Arad, he was correct. He had the Seahawks as nine point underdogs in LA against the Rams. At a boy. All right. So, so let's... after six weeks of pick, sorry, we're a combined eleven six and one. That's pretty good. That is good. Yeah. That's good, guys. We had the one uh, uh, kind of, I think, winless one a couple weeks ago, but we've really rebounded. So 11-6-1, that's all right. Let's get to these picks. I'm going to start us off here. And in a week, like, God, uh, talked about it a little bit before. Like, this is a tough week when it comes to picking games. Like, Titans, Colts are, Colts are a two-point favorite. Giant, uh, Giants, two and a half over Tampa. You got Ravens, Bengals. Doesn't even have a line yet because they don't know about the quarterback. The Raiders, card, like, there are a lot of tough games. But I am going to go with the Houston Texans over the Washington Redskins. I'm still not buying Washington 6-3. and three. Even at home, Houston's a three-point favorite on the road there. I'm still liking the Texans. This is a team that's won six in a row. They're cruising. They're buzzing. And I think we see the Redskins exposed a little bit. I might be looking to take maybe the under in the point total because that Redskins defense is good at 42.5. So maybe be a little closer. But I think the Texans went up outright. So give me the Texans. Let's go to Arad. Who do you got, buddy? I'm going to go with the Monday night football oh, matchup. Can't wait for that one. I have picked against the Rams four times this year. And all four times, I've been correct. So all four times, they've been losing to the spread. The other oh, team has covered the spread. Okay, to the spread. Because I'm like, they're 9-1. and one. But yes, yeah. the spread, you're right, yes. But this, but today, I feel like the Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point underdogs because it's a quote-unquote home game for the Rams. Yeah. But the Rams stayed in Colorado all week because of the forest fire issue in California. Right. And it was supposed to be in Mexico and they brought it back. Yeah. Too many issues. That's why I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Okay. Simply, they're a better football team. And I feel like it's either going to be a super close win by the Rams or the Chiefs are going to win the game. And because of that, I'm picking the Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs. Line is 63 and a half. I'm taking the over on that one. Shawnee, producer Sean Lavery, who do you got? I'm going to pick the Saints as seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles have really personified the Super Bowl hangover mm-hmm. uh, saying. Um, I can't remember a hangover like this. Like They, they haven't... They're not they're not the same team at Four all, obviously, with yeah. a change in quarterback and everything. And, I mean, the Saints, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. What more could you need? A, a MVP candidate, Alvin Kamara, is probably also a, a, a solid case for MVP as well. Like, And it's at home, Sean, too. It's at too. home, too, yes. In the Dome. In the Dome. 
Like Speaking if, of the dome, special shout out, quick tangent, Matt, Patricia, practicing <laughs> in the snow when you have a dome. <laughs> the logic is fool. there. Well, Matt, Patricia, enjoy your year maybe too as a head coach and then going away. Bye-bye. That's ridiculous. But yeah, at home, if it was in Philadelphia, maybe a different story. You can't beat the Saints at home with that type of offense and Philly struggling as they do. Okay, so that was the big three. We'll wrap up with a couple of my sleeper picks. And also, folks, this is what I've been using the last about month. I've discovered this site, FanshareSports.com. FanshareSports.com. So what it does is it helps track ownership projections, but it's more than that, too. It's a hub for news on players, and it really just uh, algamates everything together of if you want to know, okay, what Sammy Watkins, who's talking about, what's the storyline, you get all the news there. But if you're serious about winning at DFS, the Daily Fantasy game, then you go to Fantasy Pro, okay? You sign up for the Fantasy Pro version at FanshareSports.com, the Pro version. Because you're able to see the past week's projections, and then you move into, okay, what's the projected ownership level? Because in DFS, of course, it's all about those differential points. If everyone has Pat Mahomes, and you do, might not do you a whole bunch of good. But if you find those little bit of a gems uh, on Twitter, too, they, uh, they share the, uh, uh, okay, who's being talked about most and the price tags at Fanshare Sports on Twitter. So try them out. A couple of my sleepers real quick. I'm going with quarterback Eli Manning. Yes, I'm going Eli. You might think I'm nuts, but Tampa Bay's defense, we know it's the cure for what ails you. Pop him in there, and I think Tampa Bay's offense recovers, and it could be a nice little shootout. And we actually saw Eli Manning having fun. After that one, he had some fun. Maybe it's a little bit of a resurgence there. And one more quick one, Dante Moncrief, his only competition at wide receiver, D.D. Westbrook. Even with Fournette back in the picture, he is averaging uh, a nice target share, five, six, seven, eight, nine targets. So I think Dante Moncrief is somebody to watch for the Jaguars this week. That will do it, ladies and gentlemen. Never enough time. If you missed the show, check us out on iTunes and, of course, on Twitter at TSN4Downs and at AndyMC1. So for a rad, for Sean, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN4Downs.